Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Becoming You podcast. Today I wanted to share a little bit about my story, my past, and how I went from being really anxious, suffering with depression, feeling uninspired, to becoming the best version of myself. And hopefully I'll share some tips with you about how you can start on the journey of becoming you. Now, I've only been on this healing journey, if we can call it that, for about three years now. And I've only been coaching for less than a year. It's relatively new to me. But what's really funny is that I've always been coaching in some way in my life. When I was a kid, I used to sit in my room (laughs) and play teachers and I used to have my whiteboard and pretend I was teaching a class. (laughs) In every job that I've had, I've always been that go-to person, the one that wants to train people, the one that wants to transfer knowledge and help people understand and learn things. So that's always been something that I'm really passionate about. But I just told myself, oh, I can't do coaching. Like, it's not for me. I'm too anxious. I'm not confident enough. Like, it's just not going to work out. Until last year, I decided that was just a story. (laughs) And I took a leap of faith. And I'm so glad I did because I love this work. And I hope that by me sharing some of my story today, it will resonate with you and, and maybe help you on your journey too. I want to preface this episode or this podcast really with the idea that everyone is so unique, right? We're all different. And so not everything I talk about or I suggest may resonate with you or work for you. And that is totally okay. I really like the idea of keeping what resonates and leaving what doesn't. I think it's so helpful in the world. I think it's a really good way to look at things and to have an open mind when you are expanding and learning and growing. So I just wanted to say that. So sharing my story today feels really vulnerable and I know there's a lot that I could share about my past, but my intention as always when I share things that are real and raw is to let you know that vulnerability is okay. And talking about your past, your hurt, your trauma is okay. And sometimes it's necessary as part of our healing journey. But it's also in the hope that anyone who listens to this who can relate, who may feel how I I describe or knows someone who does, that you can recognise it and have hope that things do get better because life is ever-changing and evolving and so are we. And I always remind myself that everything is temporary, especially our emotions, right? So let's get into it and share some of my story. I guess it starts in childhood. Um, I grew up in a small town in the north of England. I'm from a a relatively middle-class family. I've got a younger brother. 
I had a very seemingly normal childhood, right? I never really wanted for anything. We were pretty well off. It was very normal. My mum and dad are still married today. They've been together over 40 years, which is crazy to me. And there was nothing out of the ordinary about my childhood. I remember being such a bossy, loud little girl who loved the camera. I loved performing. There are videos of me just lapping up all of the attention from people. But over the years, I started to quieten down a bit. I started to fade into the background. I lacked confidence. I didn't trust myself. And this stems from a lot of places, of course. We're always sort of the product of our environment, which can be our family, our extended family, our friends, our teachers and school. And for a lot of my childhood, I was actually bullied. So I was bullied in primary school by a boy who really didn't like me um, and he was physically abusive to me. And then when I was in high school, I was bullied by girls and that was just a lot of verbal abuse. And I was bullied for things like the way that I looked, um, the fact that I was smart. And by the time I was 15, I'd internalized all of the things up to that point in my life. And I was suffering with what could only be described as depression, an undiagnosed eating disorder. And this led to some self-harm. Teenage life for me was really fucking hard. I was struggling to find where I fit in the world, like who I was, where I was going, what the point of everything was. I really had a hard time. And this was during a period of time, so it was like 15 years ago, where mental health wasn't really spoken about, you know? It it wasn't really even understood. And I didn't really know what I was even dealing with. I didn't know it was depression, anxiety an eating disorder, I didn't know that. I just didn't feel happy. I wasn't okay. I felt really misunderstood. And there weren't people in my life that also sort of understood that kind of thing in order to help me. And that's just the way that it was. I really dealt with this by putting on a front, playing a character, pretending that I was somebody I was not. Um, And this character was someone who didn't give a shit what anybody else thought right? I had this really hard exterior that said, I'm so confident. I don't give a fuck what you have to say about me. I'm good, whatever. And I played this loud and bubbly person who I had so many acquaintances. I like knew everybody and I would speak to everybody, even though I had this anxiety and I I constantly felt so judged, self-conscious. I didn't want to be who I was. And yet, From the outside, I looked like I had this really awesome life and so many good things going for me. And I spent a lot of time drinking. I was drinking at 15, probably every single week for about 10 years. (laughs) I was the party girl. And I used to drink because that made me feel better. It gave me confidence. It made me feel like people were gonna like me. And I was funnier. And it gave me that sort of confidence I needed as well with boys. And I so desperately wanted boys to like me. When I was 15, I did get into a really toxic and abusive relationship. And I'll probably do a full episode on that particular subject. 
but it was a really toxic relationship and it impacted how I showed up in every single relationship after that. What I found myself doing is getting with men that weren't good for me, that caused chaos and toxicity. And I was chasing it because it was comfortable and it felt safe because that's what I knew for so many years. When I was 19 and I was at uni, I I really started to struggle with the depression. It kind of stopped me functioning to the point where I would only really leave the house to, you know, go to the shops or to go out drinking. And that became a problem. And so I first sought help for my depression when I was 19. I got therapy, I went on medication. And, you know, what's really interesting is that I probably didn't feel better or feel different until I was like 26, 27. So it's like I was doing therapy, I was taking medication, and yet for another seven years, I didn't feel better. And you know, knowing what I know now, it's because I was masking symptoms. I wasn't actually going to the root cause of why I was even depressed, anxious, had body image issues in the first place. I was just taking medication and doing the same things over and over. When I was about 26, I found a really good therapist and we started doing some inner child work and it actually changed my life. The ability to look at myself, my younger self, through the lens of me now, allowed me to reparent myself, right? It allowed me to look at that little girl have empathy, give her the compassion that she so deserves and reparent in a way that I I wasn't parented when I was young. It's such powerful work. I absolutely love inner child work and I think it is the key to unlocking our healing. Again, I'm gonna do another episode all about childhood trauma and inner child work because I think it's so fucking powerful. But that really started me on my journey to healing. When I was 27, I finally got my permanent residency to stay in Australia. So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm from the UK, obviously. I've been in Australia seven years. Trying to get a visa to stay in another country is really fucking hard. (laughs) It takes time, it's expensive, it's stressful. And it took me four years to actually get my residency. And I got it on my birthday, which I, I love and I'll never forget that. But um, when I got my residency, I actually felt this huge sense of relief. Like I'd been living in this uncertainty for such a long time because I wasn't sure where my life was gonna be settled. Like if I didn't get that residency here, what was I gonna do? So when I got that, it honestly felt like such a relief. I felt free. You know, I was like, I can really start my life now. And in feeling that, I realized that there were so many areas of my life that I just was not happy in right? Like I just was doing things that weren't serving me. And it kind of sort of spiraled from there in that I had to get really honest with myself, right? I had to like ask myself some difficult fucking questions about how I was playing a part in my own suffering, how I was playing a victim. And for so long, I believed I had no control over my life. I believed that the world was bad and terrible and people were awful and happiness was not for me. You know, happiness was reserved for everybody else and I was never gonna feel that. I was never gonna feel joy. I was just kind of plodding along, you know, very averagely. 
and that was it for me. And I really struggled to connect with my emotions. I'd spent so long in my head thinking that I, I, I couldn't connect. And so I didn't know how to feel these things. I'd suppressed my emotions for so long that now I wanted to really sort of make change. I couldn't even access the things that I wanted to access, right? And this is where inner child work played a huge part in that, in allowing me to connect back to my body um, and also remember things. I didn't have any memory past the age of 13 for such a long time. I remember telling my therapist, oh, I just can't remember. I just don't have any memories. And that's because I blocked that out. I'd repressed that because it felt too painful for me. Once I allowed myself to connect back to my body and connect back to emotions and stop avoiding them, I actually found that my memories started flooding back. It was an amazing thing to happen, actually. So when I'd got this freedom, I felt like I wanted to make a change. The first place I wanted to start was physically because I'd always had such a hate relationship with my body. I really hated the way that I looked. I felt guilty over the food that I consumed. Exercise had always been a a punishment. I used to make myself do cardio and I fucking hate cardio. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna actually get a personal trainer and I'm gonna go and learn about lifting weights because that seems like something that I would be interested in. And it terrified me. Gyms have always terrified me and given me anxiety, but I was like, no, I'm gonna do it. And I found this amazing personal trainer who worked with me and she, taught me all about not just lifting weights and the form and how to do it properly but she taught me about food and nutrition and we had numerous chats about mindset and well-being and honestly she doesn't know this but she played such a huge part in my healing journey because For so long, I'd thought about food as the enemy and calories as something to be avoided and to be shameful about. And what I actually learned was food is literally fuel for the body. You can eat whatever you want as long as you're in a calorie deficit and you won't put on weight or you might maintain weight. But if you want to feel energized, if you want to feel fucking good in your body physically, then you need to be putting nutritious things in there right? Once I learned it was just basically like science, I loved it. I started training three, four times a week. Um, I started eating better and not in a way of like a diet. Like this is the first time I wasn't dieting, you know? I was looking at it from a completely different lens and it felt really good. When I was doing that, I decided that, well, drinking doesn't really kind of fit into that either because drinking makes me feel horrible. And this was something I've been doing every single weekend, like I said, for a decade. It was a huge decision to say, I'm not gonna drink anymore, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that. And, you know, that played a part on my relationships that I had, my friendships, because a lot of that was stemmed around, you know, socially drinking and a lot of the things that I did at that at that point were were around alcohol. And so to stop doing that was was really big. And look, everyone's journey is different, right? Like everyone's fitness and well-being journey is is different. It's not a one size fits all approach to life. But for me, stopping the drinking was fucking pivotal. I got so much clarity. I felt honestly just so much better. My body felt better. I wasn't retaining as much water. Just the whole thing was was a really, really awesome thing for me to do. 
And what I was also doing at the time was going for like morning walks. I used to live by the beach and it was beautiful. And I go every morning for a walk and I started listening to some self-development podcasts, listening to people who had sort of been where I'd been or were teaching about things I was really interested in because I've always loved the mind. I've been fascinated by psychology. I love how the brain works and how behavior works. And I'm just really, really interested in it. So I started listening to podcast of people who had been where I'd been and I felt so fucking inspired that I was like I could maybe do these things too and I started learning more about why I even was the way I was you know when maybe that little thing was trauma or this things made me act in this way and I started learning about myself which was exciting and I loved that because once I became more self-aware of you know how I was playing into my suffering how I was showing up for myself the things that I could do differently I started looking at my relationships and the people in my life and how we were interacting and I noticed that there were people in my life that the conversations were always around complaining, you know, the negativity. And that's the thing. If you are in your own head, surrounded by negative self-talk, you know, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. The world's shit. This is shit. Victim mentality. And then you go out into your environment and the people that you surround yourself with are also unfulfilled, unhappy, not supportive, don't celebrate the wins really complain about life as well, then that's all you're going to get more of. Law of attraction, right? If I'm going out looking for that, that's what I'm going to find. And I decided it wasn't serving me. And so I left some friendships. I changed things up. I left my job. There were lots of things that I shifted in my life to start moving towards a better version of myself. And it wasn't fucking easy. Let me tell you, it was hard. But I decided that I was most important my life was more important. And after so long feeling like I was a bad person, I was selfish, I was worth nothing, I finally came to a point where I was like, maybe I'm actually worth something, right? Like, and I get to decide what I have in my life. And maybe I am in control of my reality and the people I surround myself with and the choices that I make. And suddenly it wasn't about you know, feeling disempowered. It was about feeling empowered to be in control and realize, oh shit, those beliefs that I'd had kept me fucking small. So I'm going to change those up. And again, limiting beliefs play such a huge part in our life. And I will do a whole episode on that. It's fucking fascinating to me. And to know that you can change your belief system. Just because you've thought a certain way for your entire life does not mean that that's the way you have to think forever. You can absolutely change it up and it can be so powerful. So a couple of things play a big part in our journey. When we decide I'm ready to make change now, I'm ready to live a better life. And the first is what are you telling yourself on a daily basis or what are you consuming Are you consuming goodness? Are you listening to inspiring podcasts and reading great books and, you know, surrounding yourself with positive people? Or are you tuning into the news, being consumed by social media, scrolling mindlessly, right? What are you putting in your body? Is it about convenience and, you know, you're just ordering Uber Eats or you're not really taking care of your nutrition? Are you drinking too much alcohol? because maybe that's a way of dealing with the pain that you feel, right? 
Are you playing a loop of negative self-talk, right? Like when you actually think about the way you speak to yourself, how's that sound? Are you telling yourself you're not good enough? Are you telling yourself you can't do this? Are you telling yourself you're fat, you're ugly, you're this, you're that? Like how is that going on inside your head? And think about how that's really serving you in your life. Because one of the biggest things that changed for me was the ability to have some self-compassion. And it seemed so foreign to me to be like, oh, okay, so I'm really supportive and loving and accepting of other people. But when it comes to myself, oh God, no, you know? When I make a mistake, when I fuck up, I just beat myself up about it and I shame myself. And I started thinking how that was actually serving me and I realized it wasn't. It was just a repeated behavior that I'd done for so long and it felt safe. So I wanted to step outside of that and outside of my comfort zone and start to treat myself like I would other people. And it's one of the single most important things I've found on this journey to be able to realize I'm just a human being doing my best. I'm gonna fuck up. I'm gonna make mistakes. But if my intentions are good, then that's fine. You know, like it's actually fine to fuck up or it's actually fine to not do something you say you're gonna do because we're human. This is a human experience. And when you can give yourself grace, accept yourself for who you are, allow that to happen, you can feel a lot better about yourself and the world. I promise you that. The other thing is around who are you surrounding yourself with? Like I was talking about before, are the people in your life supportive of your dreams? Do they also have goals and visions and they talk about them? Or do they push their own limiting beliefs onto you? You know, are they happy for you when you tell them good news? Or do they sort of find a way of bringing you down? Do they set and respect boundaries? And do they call you out on your bullshit, right? Nobody really wants someone that's just gonna agree, agree, agree their entire life. People need to have people that feel comfortable and and trusted to be completely, authentically honest with them. And we actually thrive on that as human beings. We actually thrive on having those people we feel safe to be ourselves with and that we can call out on the bullshit when it needs to happen, right? It's actually one of my favorite things. How are you dealing with your emotions? Do you feel into them? Do you sit with them or do you avoid them? This was a big problem for me. I just avoided them. I didn't want to feel them. I drank, I, you know, had sex. I mindlessly scrolled social media, all of these things to avoid feeling my actual emotions. And what I found when I did that was I actually felt worse doing that. Rather than leaning into them, sitting with it, even anxiety, I tried to avoid that like it wasn't happening. And anxiety kept me crippled for so many years because I was just pretending it didn't exist, but it did. Once I leaned into it, I knew it was there. I acknowledged it was there. I told myself I was safe and I felt it. It's so manageable now for me. It's so manageable. Like it's not gone. And anxiety is a part of our lives, by the way. Everybody experiences anxiety at some point. It's normal, but it's manageable for me now. Doesn't control me at all. And that's because I allow it to come up when it does. I don't judge it and I accept it. And the last thing I wanna talk about is how much time do you spend thinking about the past versus focusing on the future? So we often get stuck in the loop of replaying our past, whether it's conversations we've had, whether it's relationships that have ended, whether it's our childhood and some kind of trauma, we get stuck there. We replay those stories and that narrative 
And then we find ourselves feeling stuck. We can't move forward. And that's because when you're always looking backwards, how the hell are you going to move forward into the version of yourself that you want to be? In order to do that, you have to do a couple of things. One, know who the fuck you want to be and what the fuck you want in your life. And number two, focus your attention there, right? Focus your attention there. It's okay to acknowledge your past, delve into that when it's part of healing. Absolutely, like our past plays a part in who we are, but you can't change it. It's happened, it's been, it's done. The only thing that you can change now is how you move forward. And so looking to the future and focusing on what you want is so powerful, as well as being present in the moment. Being present in the moment can be as simple as putting your phone away when you are having a conversation with your partner or when you are playing with your children. It can be going to the beach and putting your feet in the sand or the sea and just taking in that moment. Being present for the small things is huge and it allows you to feel grateful for what you have and feeling grateful for what you have whilst wanting better for the future is totally okay. It's actually really healthy. So I didn't like, I didn't script this. I didn't know how long it was gonna last. Um, We're under 30 minutes, which is good for me. And it's my first episode. So I wanted to come on, share a little bit of my story. um, And also, you know, some of the things that I did to, to make change, to start healing, start moving forward, because you absolutely can do it if you want to do it. You are the creator of your reality and there's nothing wrong with you because you want to make change or because you feel like you're stuck or lost. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need a little bit of redirection and maybe you've forgotten who you are at your core. And sometimes we just need some questions, some prompts, some conversations to help us come back to that. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scobley underscore. Till next time, my loves.